This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us here. I want to talk to you about the debate of does one achieve things by his hard-earned labor or does he achieve it by the benediction of the Lord? This is kind of one of those um, faithful versus the atheist. The generally speaking, the materialist of this material world, of our current society, day and age, people believe hard-earned, that's it, that's all there is. You know, this is God thing. You don't need any belief. If I don't work, I don't make money. If I work, well, I take care of myself. Nobody else helping me, I'm doing it myself. And then the faithful, he goes, mm, the Lord's providing me everything. The, the opportunity, the circumstance, the situation, it only comes up because of the Lord's hand in my life, guiding me, benedicting. So the Veda literature talks about that in saying that the material uh, prosperity, which generally speaking consists of uh, a good home, a good wife, uh, land, good family, children, uh, aristocratic position in society, victory over your competitors or enemies, um, pious work and contribution, um, uh, striving to reach the higher planets, the heavenly planets, celestial planets for better living facilities and material amenities, trying to go to heaven at the end of it. Uh, these facilities are not only earned by one's hard-earned manual labor, but by the mercy of the Lord. Now, the Vedic literature states that prosperity earned by one's personal endeavor also depends on the mercy of the Lord. Well, why? Because personal labor, there must be, in addition to the endeavor on your part, there must be the Lord's benediction, because without the Lord's benediction, no one is successful simply by personal labor. The modernized man believes in personal endeavor and denies the benediction of the Lord. But ultimately, the Lord is the one who sanctions all successes. And that uh, if you could achieve success without the sanction of a Lord, then no medical practitioner would ever lose a patient. And it says in the Vedic literature that if the Lord wants to take someone or kill someone, no one can save him. And if the Lord wants to save someone, no one can kill him. So this is the predicament that we're in. We lose sight of the fact that we have all these desires, but we are actually unable to fulfill those desires. Now, you personally, I'm sure you've had desires that went unfulfilled in your day or your life or this week. <laughs> and you're not alone. Everyone has had situations that they wanted this to happen and that wasn't the outcome. So it means that there's definitely some other force or factor in the fulfillment of your desires. Now, let's take a look at a desire that does get fulfilled. Do you realize what you require to fulfill a desire? Let's say you just want to win this particular race. Okay, I don't know, foot race, car race, motorbike race, horse race. You just want to win this race, okay? Well, take a look at what is required 
You require the place. You require the setting, the circumstances. You require gravity. You require life force energy, sunlight, air. You require physical strength. You require nutrition. You require intelligence. You require mental control and stability. Focus. You require all of these things and, on top of that, you require a set of these circumstances in balance that's greater than the balance of your competitors. Everyone is seeking the same uh, prerequisites to enter the race. You might even need money for an entry fee. Everyone is seeking the prerequisites to get in the race with the hope that they have the circumstances and the necessities in better measure than the other competitors, and so do you. You're hoping that your position and your uh, preparation is greater than the next. Well, all of these things are not of your making. They come together by your endeavor, but they're not of your making. You don't make all of these things you require. Where's the gravity? Who, who's doing that? Where's the air and the strength, the knowledge, the intelligence? Where's all this coming from? You don't make it. It's being provided by the unseen hand of the Lord. That's the wonder of this material manifestation. The Lord, in his uh, expansion as the paramama, the super soul, he is guiding and providing everybody to fulfill desires within this manifestation that's simply created by another one of his energies. His external energy, inferior energy it's called, is matter. And his expansion, the super soul, is spirit. And you, a living entity, you are spirit. So there's at least three different distinct energies in any endeavor that's going on. Now, then we move on to, as I was saying a moment ago, the mind focus and the intelligence and the preparedness and the other ingredients that need to be brought together or honed into uh, the necessities for success. These are not of your making. They may be of your manipulating and you may organize and prepare better than the next guy. And thereby, you earn your success. But the facilities are not yours. They didn't originate from you. They aren't under your control. But they've come together and made it happen. I mean, you didn't even organize the race to begin with. You didn't even set it up and get the venue and whatever, whatever. You're just a participant. There could be 500 participants. And like the rest of them, none of them created the event. So there's a host of different energies that are taking place, and only the fool would say that I did it. Only the fool would say that no one else was involved. And take all credit. This is called illusion. So the reality is, that one's personal endeavor is required. You have to show the Lord you really want to do this. You want to fulfill this desire with all determination and focus, intent and endeavor. If you're, if it's a foot race, you have to run. You have to make your body perform. It has to be trained. It has to be toned. It has to be nourished. It has to be ready to do this. 
Even though, again, you didn't do all the, the venue, the circumstances, the arrangement, the place, all those other things, you still haven't done. The Lord had those done by other means. But you still have to do your part. Now, you combine those two parts, now we have success. Congratulations on winning the race. But is it fair for you to walk off and say, I won the race all by myself? No. Because this, the invisible hand, the hand in the back, shall we say, arranging all the other aspects you didn't arrange, was working on your behalf too. So the intelligent person, he has to, the honest person, I should say, he has to acknowledge his endeavor, true, fair, but he has to acknowledge the Lord's endeavor, because that's true and fair too. So the atheist, he's in denial. He's trying to deny God, take all the credit, and get some sort of um, enjoyment, fulfillment, worship, praise, fame, glory out of the deal. And it's so fleeting that by the next weekend, he wants to win another race. And the next weekend, and the next weekend. And he thinks he's doing it. And the Lord has nothing to do with it. This is called bondage. He thinks he's enjoying, but he's in bondage because of his mental understanding and perspective of the event. He's trying to claim sole proprietorship over the success and deny the Lord's hand in his life to make this possible for him. The faithful man he sees both sides of the coin. He sees the Lord's contribution. He sees his contribution. And he thinks, we won. The atheist, he sees both, but he only acknowledges one. And he says, I won. So, spiritual life means you give up this misconception and you understand, and you see, and you accept, and you admit, we won. That's when you can become free from the misconception of life. I think you can see that pretty clearly. One is a misconception, one is proper conception. One is binding you into an illusory value and, and goals and activities in your life. And one is freeing you from all that because you're now sharing everything with the Lord. Rightfully so. He's providing his bit and you're providing your bit and it's going on very well. Now this doesn't mean that if you adopt this process that everything comes your way because the Lord is not your servant. He tries to assist you in what you want to do but your responsibility is to purify your desires. If you know that's something inferior and you've already done it before and it isn't particularly important, why would you desire it? But you did. The Lord's not going to endorse it. He's going, I know you've been there before. We've done this together before. It's not important. You don't need to do it. There's other things to do now. Grow up, mature, move on. And you may have to learn that the hard way. You entered the race and, <laughs> holy cow, you twisted your ankle. You didn't run five laps in front. You twisted your ankle and went out in the first quarter. Hmm. To teach you a lesson. To wake you up. The spiritual life is not static. It's dynamic. You have to continue to grow and mature. 
you have to continue to make higher and higher and more serious and more complete contributions. You have to practice renunciation. If you won the races, why go do it again? It isn't going to be different, the feeling, the joy, the precision, the photo op. It isn't going to be different. You've been there, you've done that. But there's other things that need to be done. There's these people over here who have no food and no clothing. There's this man over there who is in complete anxiety and doesn't understand his own life and wants to know what's going on. There are people that are looking for education and find none available in the institutions. So it isn't the same as running a race. But there is a reward at the end. And that reward is of higher value. And you should be lifting yourself up to that higher value, to that higher conception. You should be reaching that topmost platform that you're capable of. Not running the same race again. Ah, oh, we ran last year. This is our fourth year here, man. We're still running. No. This is called waste of the human form of life. So don't become attached to your hard-earned labor. Recognize that it's being shared. Recognize that the goal you're trying to achieve is being achieved on a we platform. You and the Lord achieving it together. Facilitating, endeavoring, arranging a success and achieving it. But continue to grow. Be renounced. I've done that. I don't need to do it again. What is next? Let me grow. Give me knowledge of some other subject that I can put myself forward to, that I can study, learn, develop, mature, in, uh, perfect myself, and excel in that endeavor in life. Not the same, the same, the same. So this is what spiritual life is about. It's getting out of these misconceptions that the society, because of attachment, is running over and over and over and over again. It's like a broken record, 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 record. Getting stuck. Society is stuck. It doesn't take, it doesn't take a very intelligent or a very mature or a very educated person to realize society is stuck. Not only have they got everything you could possibly want to do all laid out and how to do it and this and that and the other thing, you can look it up on Google, but there's very difficult to find new uh, ways to make money, to sustain yourself, new ideas or products, something that's needed so that you have a success. Everything you can think of, there's already four of them. There's a plastic one, the steel one, the one that made out of this and that, and then the blue one, the red one, the fluoro. So we're running out of materialism. But the people are still clamoring for it. So there's always somebody trying to make a better mousetrap. But the spiritual people are going, the mousetrap thing really doesn't matter. The floral, the win the phrase for the 30th time, it doesn't really matter. But coming to a higher state of consciousness and understanding the Lord's plan and being a participant in that plan... And doing things that the Lord wants to see accomplished becomes a whole new threshold of satisfaction, enlightenment, fulfillment. So this is an opportunity. Raising your consciousness through detachment and knowledge, understanding your personal endeavor is required as well as the Lord's benediction is required. 
In that combination, you should be lifting yourself gradually higher and higher and higher. Yes, you take care of the material platform and the needs of your life and your wife and your family and what have you. But as soon as you pull that together, you don't stop and do it again and again and again and again. You move on. And you become more selfless. And you become more aware and astute when it comes to what is the Lord's plan and how can you fit into it. And what is your contribution? This is where the level of devotional service begins. I'm not working for myself anymore. I'm working for the satisfaction of the Lord. And when you see that, what's really happened is you've just changed roles with the Lord. You were desiring and the Lord was fulfilling it. Now the Lord is desiring and you are fulfilling it. But the return, what you get from it, how you feel of it, what it does to your consciousness is so much greater when you're working on the Lord's plan than it is when you're working on your plan. So instead of, instead of being selflessly dedicated, selfishly dedicated, you become selflessly devoted. You're devoting yourself to the higher cause, to the higher plan, to the transcendental point of view. This is where you're normal. This is the normal condition of existence when the Lord takes control and you are the servant. We're upside down in this material world thinking that I want all these things and wanting the Lord to help you fulfill them. So to train you, to teach you, to guide you, to encourage you, the Lord plays multiple roles in helping you come to this perspective of understanding. Wait a minute. If you actually see it's a we success and that there's the unseen hand of the Lord and that he's working for and with you, that's the beginning. Then you start seeing, wait a minute, the Lord has a desire. And if I try to understand that and help him achieve his desire, like you're taking turns, say, <laughs> we'll fulfill my desire today. Tomorrow we'll fulfill your, your desire, Lord. So that tomorrow becomes so much greater. You get so much more by giving more. You're satisfying the Lord's desire. You go, wow, this is wonderful. I feel something rich and full and wonderful inside. And when I satisfy myself, oh, my mind is happy and my intelligence is happy and I look good in the photo shoot. But it doesn't feel the same. And this is when you begin to get the transcendental taste. And everyone is in their normal condition when their transcendental service is the forefront of their determination. I want to see that the Lord's plan is executed foremost. If I have some desire, it could take second row, backseat, tomorrow, whenever, maybe not, who cares when, but let's get the Lord's thing out of the way. Let's get that done. And we find the Lord has an endless chain of devotional activities he would love to engage you in. He has so many things he wants done, and he has so many servants such as you. And if you simply support his plan, those things get done. And the fulfillment is such a rewarding experience. And then, oh my gosh, there's something else. I didn't get like, done, go home, call you next week. I got like, wow, that was great, want to do it again? Again? And what? Life takes on the transcendental aspect. The sufferings of the material world fade your worries and concerns stop. Looking forward to the next uh, uh, accomplishment, service, becomes your life. 
and you become fixed in the transcendental loving service of the Lord as your goal of life. And it pulls you out of all the misconceptions. It pulls you out of all the suffering and struggle for existence. It pulls you out of all the misconceptions and ignorance that permeate this material world. And you become a liberated, transcendental person engaged in loving devotional service to the Lord. The goal of life is in your hands. You figured it out. You put all the pieces of the puzzle together in proper perspective. Bang. The door opens. The door, yes, to the spiritual world, the eternal sanatana dharma, spiritual reality in association with the Lord. The door opens, and you're allowed entrance because you figured it out. You got out of your selfishness, and you came to selflessness. There's the transition. Your mind and consciousness became calmed. Your focus became purified. You're hearing the Lord in the heart. You're seeing the Lord in your life. You're recognizing his hand around you, guiding you, helping you, supporting you. You become enlivened. You become uh, healthy. You become purified in that service. And your consciousness becomes clear. Your heart becomes full. Reality is suddenly yours. The illusion dissipates, just like fog dissipates when the sun rises. Poof! This is the goal of life. This is what the Vedic literature is here for. To give you that lift up and to make you uh, conscious enough to stay on that higher platform. The methods are very simple. You chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. You read the Vedic literature. You follow the instructions of our spiritual master, his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, by reading his books. This method takes you out of the material conceptions, puts you into the spiritual conception. It diminishes your selfishness. It reduces your attachments. You practice renunciation. You're uplifted with your, the transcendental engagement in your service you're doing. And your whole consciousness becomes bright, beautiful, and your future becomes just the same. Eternal life in the spiritual world, in the association of the Lord and His purified associates, in loving exchange of activities and reward and enjoyment. That's what we're all looking for. That is the reality beyond the illusion. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.